Welcome to Chromatic Roses, where a couple of Midwest women cultivate a community at the D&D table. I'm Katie. And I'm Soren. This week in the Rose Garden, we're talking about what first drew you to D&D? How did you get hooked? Katie? <laughs> Thoughts? So we've both been playing since 2018. I've experienced this is, I'm on like my third ish campaign large campaign right, right, mind right, right. you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many of uh four fourth four okay but two of those campaigns were larger sure that's the other thing is like uh some of them take forever and then some of them were just one shots that right. are just for oh fun. sure 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 yeah <laughs> well, if, we're count- if we're counting one shots <laughs> yeah count one shots oh yeah yeah count them <laughs> I'm pretty oh. sure this is like five, maybe. Ah, cool. But we've both been playing for a while. Mm-hmm. We're both in the theater community. Yes. To yep. an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and we both watch actual play to an yes, extent. Yes, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had a few interactions with this whole idea of D&D and how it's played and all this kind of stuff. Right. Um, but we both started in a like theater adjacent campaign with you know outgoing it was our door yeah right right (laughs) and i dominantly am a like actress illustrator graphic designer (laughs) person you know how it goes when you're a creative it's it's all over the place um you know mid mid building career slash just trying to be a creative in this uh hellscape (laughs) that is life sometimes a very good point i uh, like what we are outside of this yeah um i work for a nonprofit Mm -hmm. uh doing event planning right but I was also in marketing before that. Yes, yeah. Um, and then I am on the board of directors for like a community theater. Yes. And I also work in some like event coordination. Sure, sure, sure. It's just, yeah, it's not the main focus. Right. <laughs> like, yes, I'm an illustrator, but more of like an aspiring illustrator and voice actor. I have too many interests. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am a a fully fully fledged and diagnosed ADHD child um <laughs> and uh so yeah you know as Katie always says cuz I'm not going to steal this from her cuz she made this up um I really I really mommy those hobbies oh <laughs> <laughs> so many hobbies I love sewing um sewing is probably one of my bigger hobbies mm-hmm. uh next to illustration mm-hmm. and then I also, I love crochet. I don't knit yet, mm-hmm. but yeah, I love crochet. I love sewing. I slowly am trying to make my own clothes. Sure. Because I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. What about you? Huh? I teach dance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you were my dance teacher for a while. That's true. I did. That's we how had we had a became private friends. there for a minute. <laughs> and then, I don't know, I do baking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Play video games. She bakes a banana bread. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What are some of your favorite video games? Actually, is it Bioshock? Bioshock's a big one. Yeah. Um, I don't like. I don't play a lot of games. No, but you have one. But I that play you come the same to. games over and over. Yeah, again. we would call those comfort games. Sure. Uh, so Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Uh, Which one specifically? 
Is it Valhalla? Brotherhood. Oh, Brotherhood. Yeah. Is that the one in Spain or Italy? Italy. <laughs> Italy. <laughs> it's Italy. <laughs> Tell me, do you like Italy, Kate? I, uh, I did study abroad there for a little bit. But yeah, I, I played Bioshock, Assassin's Creed. I don't know. Sam plays more games than I do. And so half the time I'm sitting there going like, what game should I play now? Oh, sure. Um, just because yeah, like, I don't your... have the patience to like buy a game and try it out and hate it. Sure. Yeah. Well, so, and I mean, like buying games can be so, such an expensive 100%. hobby. Right. But I mean, I think it's safe to say that D&D is probably a pretty healthy hobby for both of us at this point. Yeah, it can be pretty <laughs> cost effective uh-huh, yeah. with all of like the like free resources out there with all of the YouTube channels that are out there. Yeah. Um, Jenny D, I'm looking at you. I love you. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a lot of ways to to do D&D, like very budget friendly. Right. Now, I'm not going to talk about, which means I'm going to talk about how we can very easily be susceptible to the shiny dice. Oh, the sure. The very, very pretty dice. Yeah. That, that is definitely a, a problem sometimes. Yeah. Well, ju- we're jumping right in here we, in we episode one. Jumping nice. Really diving, diving right on in. <laughs> uh, what drew me? Well, I mean, as cliche as it is. It was my husband that drew me to D&D. He had been playing. I'm pretty sure he had been playing with you, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. But I think I think he started. He was playing even before I ever played with him. But yeah. Um, so he had been playing and we had just been in a show together. It was the summer of Legally Blonde. Ah. We had just been in the show. He came to me and was like, what if we... Like, do you think a group of our theater friends would want to play? And I was just like, I mean, we could try, see if it works. <laughs> and so we just, we got a group of, how many were there? I believe there were only five, plus Sam, okay. meaning six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so shortly after we were done with the show, we sat down for kind of a session zero, although none of us knew that's what that was at the time. and just like started rolling characters and like it was session zero and also a bunch of babies. This is what D and D is. Well, babies. So we like got together and did that thing. And then that campaign ended up lasting like two years. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. So, but it was shortly after that talking about like actually what drew me. I mean, sometime after that, maybe a little even before Sam had introduced like actual play to me, starting with Critical Role and like Dimension 20 and all that. Right. Mm -hmm. It started with the Adventure Zone. Oh, right. And because he had been listening to it and Grant had been listening to it. Oh, yeah. And Sam was on his like second or third listen through to their balance campaign. Yeah. I remember around the time that, uh, we were doing a show together. Uh, we were doing a show called Hello, Dolly. <laughs> um, and I remember him telling me, like, you really got to listen to this. Like, this is, is really good. And I was just like, OK. And that's how I got into the adventure zone. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. continue. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I would just like anytime I was in a commute because I was not in a job where I could listen to podcasts while I was working. So it was only ever when I was in the car. Sure. And then I would listen to the adventure zone. and. Sometime after that, then Sam 
would be like, hey, I've got a video for you. And it would be a Critical Role highlights video. Mm-hmm. But it was like the highlights where it was like all of the emotional moments from <laughs> campaign one. So he's like, I'm just going to make you cry. Well, and the tough thing is with those highlight videos, if you don't have the context. Or you haven't been watching the campaign. It, right. It same really thing. doesn't hit. <laughs> yeah, no. So you're like, wow, they're so sad. Well, Why? and the thing that it did for me was go like, I, they are so invested. So sad. Yeah. (laughs) Why are they all crying? And that's when Katie knew. She was like, oh, I got it. Well, and so I was just like, what it did was make me go, I want to know why they're crying. Right. And (laughs) and like, so eventually, somewhere after that, I mean, these are all amoebic timelines, but somewhere after that, I was like, I'm going to. I'm going to watch all of campaign one of Critical Role. I'm going to put my whole ass into this. This is now my personality trait. (laughs) (laughs) I'm that person. (laughs) But, I mean, core of it, it was the collaborative storytelling Mm -hmm. that made me go, oh, this is cool. Yeah. They're doing a thing together. Right. Um, Well, and tell me... For those of our listeners, this is our first episode, so obviously there's going to be a lot of uh, getting to know Katie and I um, while we're doing this. But Katie, I know you come from a a very um, dance-heavy skill background. So um, you've been in theater, like community theater, you've been in shows, you've Mm -hmm. also done like competitive dance and, and danced growing up. So did seeing media like critical role and listening to the adventure zone mm-hmm. how did that kind of like flip your perspective on what theater could be and like what like you were capable of oh because okay. even yeah, after yeah, playing yeah. with you for a while now like you are very good at committing to your character mm-hmm. and um did you feel like you were when you first started doing all this and playing all this and god no <laughs> um there's like a thing right about and i mean we'll talk about our previous campaigns next time but yeah. um there there is a thing about your first D character is just like an idealized version of yourself right so um <laughs> my first my first character was just myself um which i mean it's a very comfortable and like safe place right to at it least gives you start. a good barrier mm-hmm. uh low barrier to entry yeah um but i think what watching actual play did for my perspective on the acting and stuff like that is i don't know it's like uh it's like a case study on characters almost like you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's uh, there is no they're they're not memorizing lines Mm -hmm. they're not um they're not in a costume they're not performing in front of people to a predetermined story that's already been written right so it's all improv right or a good a good chunk of it is right improv. right and i feel like most people when they're playing it's not like oh i'm going to musical rehearsal you know it's not like i'm gonna here i'm gonna go practice my acting right it's just it like my brain almost categorizes it completely different. differently like sure time to go tell a story time to go <laughs> make is, choices I think that's a cool like frame of reference though like i think anytime i i go to rehearsal or i'm like getting ready to go to a rehearsal i know that i'm gonna be using a lot of my oh like learning 
mindset and a lot of like memorization skill set. And like, while that does come into play when you're trying to memorize how many different types of actions like a rogue has in their one turn or you're trying to remember like stats for things right. like that that is similar in that way but going to play D D, um at least for me as well is is very much like oh i'm gonna go have some friend time and right. i'm literally just gonna go tell a story for a little bit right yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's your turn. Oh, yeah, I will absolutely talk about it. So um, I had a very similar entrance into, into D&D. I was, I was also doing a show in the community. And one of my castmates is, is a DM slash like gaming, streaming, everything in betweening badass lady. And she was like, hey, um, I don't have a lot of like friends, you know, that aren't on my stream that are playing D&D right now. I think we're going to try to get like a group of friends. Literally how Sam led you in was like, do you think our theater friends would like for anyone who's listening, who's not part of like the theater community, which is totally great and fine. Either way, theater is for all. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those of you who aren't familiar, if you literally step your foot into any community theater scene or professional theater scene, I'm sure you are going to find a shit ton of D&D people. Oh, a thousand percent. And like, I'm sure you can tell why. Or like, like D&D adjacent. Like, right. I know friends who play D&D. Right. Or like don't. play Pathfinder right, right, or right, something right. like yeah, that. Yeah. Because, like, shocker, you get to (laughs) act and, like, tell stories with people. But I've met a lot of, like, more strategic players in theater Mm -hmm. um, who are, like, way more invested in the, like, combat and, Mm -hmm. like, strategically thinking through Mm -hmm. all of their moves and how how to put all of that together. So that's been really interesting. But, yes, if you step into theater... They probably are. are not very far from D&D people. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I got involved. And also just a like very there was like the the, the lowest level of a uh, a lifelong fascination with like magic and oh, like well, storytelling yeah. and and <laughs> like board games and mm-hmm, stuff. Like mm-hmm, I've always been mm-hmm. a game night fan. Mm-hmm. And so uh I agreed to to join a campaign and uh, it was actually with you're now husband. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but um, it was very fun. It was a very odd hodgepodge of friends, but it I think it was probably the best introduction to D&D that I could possibly experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it just it kind of pulled me in and drew me in. And I think we talked about this a little bit earlier, but, you know, what what keeps me coming back to the table um, or the couch or the wherever I sit <laughs> while we're playing is um, the biggest pullback for me is telling a story yeah. with friends. And so like underneath that umbrella is like, okay, I'm telling a story with friends, but I also am getting to spend time with these friends. Mm-hmm. I also get to practice improv, mm-hmm. which is something I want to do more and more and something that I think is really, a really useful and helpful, like, skill like within theater yes obviously and within like voice acting and all of that Mm -hmm. but i think it's also great because it can not necessarily like help you lie like in certain situations but i think it does like force you to think quicker yeah yeah yeah. quicker on your feet for sure so so that the um improv practice and there's there's a good element of like we just get to shut off the outside world for a little bit think about like when i go into 
anytime I go into a theater rehearsal or go to see a show in the theater, Mm -hmm. my brain literally only focuses on that that's in front of me. And I feel the same way walking into D&D. And there have been plenty of times where I'm not having a good day. And like the last thing I want to do mentally at that mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. is like go play D with my friends but mm-hmm. i will i'll talk to tj um that's my husband <laughs> but i'll talk to tj and i'll be like dude i don't want to go and he'll be like yeah you do i'll be like mm, i don't think so and then we literally like touch like the driveway right. of wherever we're having the session and i'm like oh yeah i do want to be this here. is this is great this is I, it i like all these people right yeah <laughs> and that's a tiny bit on social anxiety but also like it can it can be very healing yeah so that absolutely keeps me coming back other thing oh i think i kind of talked about it with improving, but uh the creative problem solving that it requires mm-hmm. like of you mm-hmm. and um some of the the team building and team bonding elements that are kind of required yeah, to right. solve a lot of the problems especially when you have like conflicting characters like mm-hmm. in a party mm-hmm. So I I like that aspect, too. It definitely it gives me a little bit of anxiety, but it's the kind that's like this. This is there's there's a tiny element of like this is just a game. We're having fun. Like we're going to figure it out. But like this is stressful. There's like stakes. Yeah, right. Yes, there's there's actual stakes. Yeah. um, Even if it is just for fun. I think that's also part of what. I mean, aside from the collaborative storytelling, I mean, that is incorporated in every aspect of it. But it's this idea that like. So you create a character, you spend time creating a character, and then once you have that character and you've gotten to know that character and you've written a backstory for that character Mm -hmm. and you've decided what that character's wearing, then you put the character in a dangerous situation. And you're like, no, my baby. (laughs) (laughs) Where, like, real actual things can happen to it. Yeah. And... Like, it is just a character, but it is yeah. something that you've poured a lot of time and, and yeah. thought into. Well, you've put so much intention and, um, well, and that depends, right? Like, sometimes we make silly characters sure, right. just for fun. But, like, with those characters that you put a lot of effort and intention to, like, I feel like when you sign up to play D&D, there should be a, you know, the briefest understanding. And you should also talk with your DM. Right. Make sure to talk with your DM. Um <laughs> You should also talk with your DM about, like, the very real possibility of, like, your character dying. Right. Um, And I know we'll talk about this in another Mm -hmm. episode. We can expand on this probably for hours if we wanted. But um, when you've invested in a character so much and then you, you know, you make whatever piece you can with the idea that you could lose them. Mm -hmm. Like, it's still genuinely heartbreaking, Mm -hmm. like, to potentially lose them or to get into a sticky situation where you might lose them. Mm -hmm. And um, I think... While that is, you know, awful, like who wants to feel that? I think that also, I think to be in a safe space like that, at least if you're, you know, cultivating a safe space with your Mm -hmm. other table mates, like to be in a safe space like that and to experience loss in that way or to, you know, even fabricate, you know, false loss. Yeah. To go through those big emotions with your friends, like, is very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And, like, honestly, I'm all about the emotions. (laughs) I'm all about being moody. So, like, (laughs) I will cry in front of all of you as I go down. (laughs) And we will bond over 
Right. <laughs> us losing a character. Right. That was kind of like a, I didn't completely bring that full circle, but I know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope I hope you all listening also do. <laughs> the experience that I had coming to that first session that I ever was a campaign that I was ever a part of um experience was great but I think that all came down to how welcoming and like kind everybody was so I had a lot of initial anxiety in general as any human would when they're Mm -hmm. going into a new new setting unfamiliar territory like the base level that I understood about D&D was just that there is improv involved, but there's quite a bit of math. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I just had some anxiety going in, like, how am I going to keep track of all these numbers? How do I keep track of literally all of this information that I could shove into my head about my character? And so looking back, I did, like, the probably, like, the lowest amount of effort building my character but the effort that i that i did put in i like tried to commit most if not all of it to memory sure but really the defining factor of that campaign was how welcoming everyone was at the table Mm -hmm. and how kind Mm -hmm. all of the other players were like we've both mentioned they were all theater friends so it was a very safe environment to be Mm -hmm. in but Mm -hmm. i hadn't ever played a game like this with these friends before right and so there was just the normal amount of like social anxiety that comes with that. And um, if I felt like stupid or mm-hmm. if I felt super anxious about anything, it was because of my own like I was projecting onto myself sure. that I like looked dumb right. at the table when I didn't know things. But at any given point. I would look at Laura Lynn, who's our DM, or I'd look at Sam or Sam. (laughs) (laughs) And if I asked anyone a question, they, oh, yeah, sure. Like, let me help you figure that out. Or like, yeah, you would do this, this, and the other thing. Or like, you need to roll that dice. Right. I don't know. This is probably where it starts getting into, like, should probably just tell my therapist about this territory. (laughs) But um, there's certainly a good chunk of, like, I I shouldn't have to rely on my friends, like, to play this game. But that's the fucking point. Right, right, right. Like, you're playing with a team of people. You're playing with a group of friends. And they they made it such a good, welcoming first experience. Right. Which I know is not the case for everybody. Right. So I'm I'm really grateful to have that because I don't know how much I would still be playing if if they hadn't right. been. It kept you interested, interested, and it 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 made me like it made me feel safe. But like it it gave this this sense of belonging that mm-hmm. like theater also gives me. Right, is this like it's oh yeah community. I can I can slot in mm-hmm. right here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I can do this with all these people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's a really cool feeling to experience and to kind of chase after yeah. and kind of just just know that it's going to feel nice coming back into that space yeah yeah the opportunity that D provides to try out new characteristics mm. that i'd like to have and i didn't realize i was doing this until relatively recently but with prim uh, yeah <laughs> Uh, but I have in our current campaign made a character who is old, wise, done it, been there, seen that, you know, like all of the 
all of those things. And one of the things that I believe Dungeons and Dragons has done for me is give me the opportunity to practice self-advocacy and being assertive. Mm. Those are two things that I literally have never had in my own personality. I mean, maybe in certain settings. Or just but not been as good at. Yeah, sure. right. But it it gives you the ability to try out those things or practice those things. And like I said, I don't think I even understood that's what was happening mm-hmm. until after it had happened. And then I was inputting it into actual my real actual life. It's kind of like the other side of that first character coin where yeah. it's like you your first character is, you know, might be will most likely be a character that is a carbon copy of you for the most right. part because you're with learning. Elf ears. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But um <laughs> with elf ears. <laughs> is Katie with elf but ears. with horns because right. tiefling. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that that first character is kind of you and the other side of that coin I feel like it and it happens like you just described you uh subconsciously make an idealized version of yourself mm-hmm. or you make a version of you that you would like to be mm-hmm. or that that self-actualized yep. version of yourself which i think in itself is some really good like subconscious therapy honestly. totally totally <laughs> yeah well and i I don't know that my first character had anything self-actualized. I think her she was much more just like Katie, but with magic. And is that not how you are presently? Um, we agreed not to tell anyone about. Oh, right. It. With each campaign, though, that has gone by, I've subconsciously seen it as an opportunity to be like, okay. I'm going to try to play somebody who is tactical. Mm. And then it was like, okay, I want to play somebody who is too old to give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's just who you want to be (laughs) right now. (laughs) Yeah, But then like, I've even started thinking about if my current character kicks the bucket, which mm -hmm. she's gonna, uh, she's too old not to, (laughs) um, like who, who's next. Right. And one of the thoughts I've had is being somebody who knows they're knows they're good, mm. is good and knows it. Mm. And like that is just a yet another facet that I have not ever projected in your own personality. Right. right. Sure. So, I mean, aside, well, I don't know. You're pretty intimidating upon first meeting. Come so. at me. Uh, but like unknowingly yeah you subconsciously self i have received that comment so So many many times times that it's like i was so scared of you when i first met you and i'm like i'm it i'm in my own head going i'm an idiot and everybody here hates me because i'm stupid sometimes that's what makes me interested in people honestly because like i've gotten that comment as well about about myself but honest to god anytime i've gotten that comment i'm like i'm a fucking gummy bear like (laughs) if you met me come give me a hug you ding dong (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah when i first met you i was like she's spooky (sighs) and i was just like i'm gonna befriend that it's kind there's a tiny bit of a challenge complex there where i'm just like 
I will be your friend. That's how I befriended Sam. Right. Well, you know. Um, so aside from the like collaborative storytelling of like making a cool story in totality with friends mm-hmm. and getting over the idea that it's like Sam's Sam is often our DM. Mm-hmm. Sam is making a story and we're all just here playing inside of it. Whereas in reality it's he's made a structure of a story and we're filling in yeah. the blanks. He's made the skeleton and we are like we are birthing. Mm. Like oh <laughs> <laughs> well, it came out, I'm not taking it back. We're putting the flesh on. Got it. <laughs> but aside from that, it's also giving the space to say, I wonder what this feels like. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what this feels like on in my personality or in a adjacent personality and i think i can i can kind of relate a slightly different perspective but it still has to do with like personality and using characters to facilitate trying things i think in my first couple campaigns i don't know where like the notion came from if it's how i grew up how i you know interpreted society to tell me like how a woman should or shouldn't be but i definitely made some like roguish brutish like mm. very like vi from arcane-esque yeah, yeah. like characters which i love right. like big fan big muscle girl yay but i think there's a little bit of this like oh i can't be like a feminine D character mm. like i have to be this like rough and tumble girl or no one's gonna take me seriously mm. and like honestly that's garbage that's a horrible mindset but somehow it just got no, I don't think anyone individually put that in my head, sure. but I just kind of built that up myself. Yeah. And so after I got through those first couple campaigns, even a tiny bit with our current campaign, I'm trying to give my current, for listeners, my current character is an arcane trickster rogue. And um, she's very fun. Um, she is definitely similar to me, but she's a lot more um, brash mm. than I am. We started playing that shorter witch-like campaign yeah. with um, my husband's DMing it. Mm-hmm. And I decided I'm going to like lean into more of like what I legitimately am as a human, sure. which is like a fairy bard. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I don't know why. And I tell people all the time when they're playing d and I'm like, be whatever the fuck you want. Right. Like, why not? That's right. the whole point is just to have fun, create a character. I love making like Renaissance costumes and witch cosplays for God's sakes. Like why haven't I been a more feminine character yet? And there's nothing wrong with, with either type of character. They're both great and they both fill the role that they, that they fill. But um, it's been really fun to lean in and like be a little bit more of my natural, like day to day self as a fake character. And even within that, like I can, kind of expand on like that oh this is part of my personality that like is it is present but mm-hmm. i don't get to like yeah sugarcoat it or like steroid it ever right. so like let's do that D is like a if therapy <laughs> and screenplay writing <laughs> kind of like made a, a baby. baby yeah <laughs> And and it's so individualized also yeah. because there's like the group therapy and screen playing, but then there's also the like, I'm in control of my character and so I can create an arc for my own character mm-hmm. and like legit not tell anyone that mm-hmm. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got... And everyone has to watch it unfold. Right, right. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. It's uh, it's like so I got a degree in communication studies Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a communication studies majors dreamland. Ah, sure. At Nebraska Wesleyan, the comm studies department had a like motto of what are we creating together? Mm. And that is very, that feels like a D&D, D&D. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of just like what the world building, character creation, all of this kind of stuff. It mm-hmm. is equal parts individualistic and team oriented, yeah. group oriented. Yeah. Because as fun as it would be to try out playing a one shot, like with just you and a DM, right. like that that kind of gets boring right. after a while. At least I feel like it would. If somebody disagrees, feel free to fight me. <laughs> well, and and it's like it's like part of what is exciting about our sessions, right? Is like what is my character going to do today? Mm-hmm. But it's also like what relationships am I going to build with the other characters yeah. today? Yes. So it's like yeah, it's like equal parts individualistic and group oriented. Your character could say I'm going to go do this thing and I don't care what you are, the rest of you are going to do, but they, you have to find a way to make them care. Otherwise it's boring. Right. You know, yes. like, like um, you can absolutely say like, my character's going to go over here and do this and I don't care right. um, what you all do. Let's say your group is like, okay, well that doesn't align with our priorities. Like right. we don't want to go to do that. Right. And then it's like, that, that's always fun. Yeah. Like to watch and figure out. It's like, okay, well how, can my character present this in such a way that it still serves like their goals right. and their purpose right. and it potentially, you know, all you got to do is get that other character to be interested mm-hmm. and then you can usually get like a trickle effect right. depending. Right. But that's always tough too. D&D's great. <laughs> I love D&D. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so we're we're making this podcast because we like talking about D&D. Yeah, clearly. And um I think both of us at the end of the day, like if we were to talk about a chromatic rose mission statement at the end of the day, we started out by playing with friends and kind of putting it together for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think at least for me, there is a part of me that hopes this podcast will help other people find an entry into D and D because they are hearing somebody else do it. Yeah. Or even like, to just, you know, get even more women involved in D&D. Because, I mean, something we've something we've talked about, and that I think it was your dad that mentioned it when yes. we were mm-hmm. first talking about getting involved with this podcast, mm-hmm. was, like, you know, it's very unique that you, we are currently a part of a campaign that is dominantly women. Yep. And that, I think that is really unique. I think it's also really easy for us to overlook it because we're always around these people yeah. in theater and like everybody is just everybody. Like Sam way. even said he didn't, he didn't like, realize didn't, didn't that that was <laughs> dominantly women, but it's, it's so I think, I think that shows we have a lot to offer. We have a very different perspective yep. or at least we have our perspectives, right, right, which right. is in itself unique. Yeah. So yeah, if, if we can glean anything from this podcast, it would be that. Other women in the community feel, I don't know, feel like they have like another little corner of the internet that mm-hmm. they can come, they can come hang. Yeah. And they can come listen. Um, really anyone of any identity, but because we're women, like right. that's the main perspective that, yeah. that we have to work from. 
And yeah. I think that we're hoping that we can bring in some of the other women that we know, yeah. either from our campaign or from, you know, other campaigns or right. whatever, mm-hmm. and invite them to be able to say their piece on what they know. Absolutely. And we're going to be able to talk about, like, the basics of what it means to play D&D, helping other people figure that out. But then we can also do some deep dives into character creation right like bigger topics or um you can do a topic on strategy where katie just teaches soren about (laughs) strategy this is action economy (laughs) yes and there will be a a a powerpoint a download (laughs) (laughs) okay but like i get high on that stuff so like (laughs) i would love to be able to like provide resources and stuff for people 100 so like I mean, we have a bunch of, like, little projects that we've started all over, like, Canva and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But absolutely, those things are helpful for me. So if that can be helpful to somebody else, I'd be happy to make that. It's like it. 50% educational and 50% Let's just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 50% educational and 50% Engaging. philosophy of Dungeons yeah. and Dragons kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, that's it for us this week. Thanks for spending time with us today. And thanks to Noah Tremble for the use of our theme song. There's a link to his Instagram in the episode description. So be sure to give him a follow and stay up to date on his band and music. Yeah. And if you're enjoying the show, there are a few things we'd love if you do. First, leave us a review. Reviews help other listeners find us. Second, follow us wherever you get your podcast so you can get to our new episodes as quickly as possible and then lastly follow us on facebook instagram or twitter see what we're up to and be the first to know when an episode drops we also want to hear from you so did something come up in today's conversation that made you think or do you have a topic that you'd like to hear from us next or do you just want to say hi you can do that um send us an email at chromaroses at gmail.com and we'll do our best to respond as quickly as we can and that is all lowercase c-h-r-o-m-a-r-o-s-c-e-s at gmail.com um we can't wait to hear from you (laughs) this has been chromatic roses i'm katie and i'm soren fight evil and love others i love you all